0: Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Great Conversations podcast. Today's episode features the Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival, the Ned Kelly Awards and Writing Crime in Australia. My name's Andrew Popel, and every week I broadcast Final Draft from the studios of 2SER in Sydney, and I always have a great array of conversations about books, writing, and literary culture. We record on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation, and I always want to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians and their ongoing connection to this land. It's land that was never ceded. Now, on Final Draft, I love to get into books, and so when a festival hits town, it's always important that we uh, we have a bit of a look. The Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival is into its third year, and it's been joined this year by the Ned Kelly Awards. So, what would I do? I'm going to have a conversation with the artistic director, Catherine Peluge menager Catherine and I get into Sydney crime writing the festival, what it means and how crime helps us understand our world, and of course, who won at the Ned Kelly Awards this year. So join me as we discuss all things Sydney and all things crime on The Great Conversations Podcast. My name is Andrew Popel and I am joined on the line by Catherine de Peluge-Ménager. Catherine has enjoyed a career in publishing. She is the co-founder of the St Albans Writers' Festival. Catherine is also the artistic director of the Bad Sydney Crime Writers' Festival, which runs from the 6th the 8th of September. Now if you are watching your calendar you'll realise that means the festival is on across this weekend. It's at the State Library of New South Wales and today Catherine is going to give us a little preview as well as discussing the Ned Kelly Awards and the Danger Award which were announced last night. Welcome Catherine, thank you for joining me.
1: Not at all, it's a great pleasure to be with you.
0: Now, let's start with crime, because Sydney has a long history with crime. From European invasion and the establishment of a penal colony, crime was part of the narrative of Australia. Through famed rivalries, razor gangs and nightclub wars, the city has known the darkest side of life. But as we gentrify our way through the 21st century, has anything changed about our relationship with crime and its literature?
1: Well, with crime, we have had ICACs this week. So I think the answer about Sydney and crime is that it's still going strong without trivializing anything, of course. And um, I think we were built on crime and crime, we continue to flourish, continues to flourish amongst us. Um, And in terms of, of literature, Australia is having a big moment in crime writing now. It's very exciting, actually, to be an Australian crime writer, I think.
0: What does crime writing mean for the way that we examine ourselves and our history?
1: Well, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that we don't always examine our history is what is, is an answer to that. In fact, we've got a session at the festival on Sunday, which is about history mysteries. There are several writers who've chosen to set their fiction, crime fiction, in the past. Sulari Gentil sets it between the wars with her gentleman detective, who's well-born, very rich, but actually looks at the other side of life. Um, Robert Gott does the same in the Second World War and looks at very dark sides of life in Melbourne, um, anti-Semitism and, and a lot of other issues. Um, so I think we don't think as much about the past as we should, in my view, uh, but we do think about it. But it also, I think, crime refl- is, a, is very crime-writing, fictional crime-writing, is very much about what is happening today in society, and that's what it reflects.
0: Mm. Solari is a great friend of the show. Every time a Roland Sinclair Mystery comes out, uh, I chat to her, and I, I do love the way she is able to write compelling narratives that cast a light on our current moment.
1: Absolutely. So she, I mean... <laughs> She goes back into the past, but suddenly we think, whoops, is it the past or is it today? Mm. Uh, which is uh, um, interesting. But also she is one of the trio, I think, of Australian crime writers who are going to tour America very soon.
0: Oh yeah, it's um, a fantastic tour. It's it almost makes you, you know, jealous not to be in America. Not not quite. We do have them here in Australia. Yeah. All the time. Now, I, I see in the program. It is a it is a stunning program and I might just I might just throw out to the listener that if they want to find out more about the festival, they can go to badsydney.com. But in That's the right. in the program across the weekend there is a rich mm-hmm. mix of fiction writers, journalists, psychologists, police, um, lawyers, and you culminate the festival in a debate of whether fact is stranger than fiction in the literary stakes. I wondered where you sit on this in your crime reading, or is it is it even the wrong question? And that in fact we get such different experiences from fiction, true crime, and reportage.
1: Look, I think we get very different experiences. But what it does point out is that people often say that would never happen after they read a fiction book or indeed a crime fiction book. But well, there was a really sad case this week of a woman's body found wrapped in plastic. Mm. Uh, I mean, is that stranger than fiction? It's almost as strange as fiction, if not stranger. So um, that I think I think that it's a it's a complicated story, but. Um, if, you, if you're too far-fetched in, in crime fiction, I think people won't believe you, but it's hard to know what too far-fetched is these days, it must be said.
0: Mm, and sometimes when we, we see the real life, it can be too monumental to, to contemplate, and we may even shy away from it. I think that's where fiction can jump in, and it gives us that space to actually look at these sides of our nature and, and, and question why.
1: That's right. And reflect on what we're doing. We had I had a great session this morning. I've talking to Emily Maguire, Richard Anderson, and Aoife Clifford. who we were talking about rural noir or country noir. And Emily pointed out that what she was trying to do in her book, which is not a traditional crime fiction book, there was a murder but no detective. Um, she was looking at. She was turning the mirror back into ourselves. Looking, you know, when a, a somebody is murdered, there's an outcry and it's all terribly tragic. But we keep on leading our lives which might have led to that incident in the same way. And she was trying to to reflect on that and and make us look at ourselves a bit more.
0: Now, one of the highlights of the festival is, of course, uh, the Ned Kelly Awards. They have joined the Bad Crime Sydney Crime Writers Festival this year. They were announced last night. Catherine, do you want to do the honours letting our listeners know who took out the... the Wow, yes.
1: Very exciting moment. Shall I start with... Shall I start with true crime or shall I start? Well, I'll start with true crime. So the um, true crime winner for this year is Bree Lee with her book, Eggshell Skull, which is a very personal but very, and very moving but very powerful book on the, um, the justice system and its treatment of women, in this case, who, who accuse men of sexual assault. And I mean, we called. We she's just spoken in a session which we called "Who's on Trial Here" because that's the question. And that, Bree's been much awarded for this book, and she absolutely deserves it. The, um, the The first fiction, so this is the first book of crime fiction. Don't think it'll surprise anybody, is uh, was was given has been given to Dervla McTiernan for her book The Ruin. Um, and she also won um, another a sisters in crime prize very recently uh, a fantastic book both her, I've read both her books they're, they're really good they're set in Ireland they're very atmospheric Pre- police procedural but with a not but with a difference police procedural really really well done I can and vouch, the final I'll yeah. vouch
0: for that cuz Dervla came on the show earlier this year the scholar is is absolutely stunning and such a such a thought provoking book
1: that's right both of them are thought provoking in in very different ways um, and the ruin is a in a sense the scholar is a poor little rich girl, but why the ruin is 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 two poor little poor mm-hmm. abandoned or mistreated children and the um the the winner of the um, best fiction best fiction um so not this is a this is for somebody who who has written other books before? So it may be crime or not crime, but so it's, it's not for a beginner writer. And you will not be surprised to hear that Jane Harper has one with *The Last Man*.
0: Insert drum roll and applause here. Absolutely. What a list! I I wondered about this list, but I thought I'd probably particularly hone in on uh, Breeze. True crime win there I noticed there was a there's a panel on over the weekend about crime in the me too era. Is there anything that stands out for you about this year's winners and and the way something like me too is actually impacting the reading and writing that we're seeing going on?
1: I mean, all these books were written really before that mm. um, so the books they haven't impacted I don't think on the on the writing of the books but I think it certainly is the case that we look and read with more attention and, and prepared to believe more, I think. Uh, we're prepared to believe and we're prepared to to um, sympathize and to talk, to tell our own stories. These are not, obviously, books, as I said, were written a while ago, but I think that it gives us a different, um, a different context in which to look at things. But if your listeners want to know, they'll have to come and listen to Sue Turnbull, who reviews for The Herald, and is going to talk to Sarah Bailey, Catherine Kovacic, both novelists, and Lee Straw, who's a true crime writer, about what's changed in how they write. Are more things possible? Can they dare more? Can they reveal things they would never have revealed? Um, I can't reveal them now, but she'll be able to later.
0: (laughs) Another feature... Bit of a sell there. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to throw that uh, website in. If people want to get tickets, want to find out when that panel's on, badsydney.com. You can look it up while you're listening to the interview. Now, another feature of the awards is the Danger Award for 2019. The Teacher's Pet Podcast won that. Now, podcasting seems to be at the frontier of true crime at the moment. Serial taught us all so much coming out of the States, but then there are amazing podcasts from home uh, like Breathless and Unravel. Uh, both of those happen to involve some amazing two S.E.R. friends of mine, so just a tiny plug there. Right, is, absolutely. Is podcasting the future of crime narrative?
1: I don't know. We just had a session actually with some, some award winners um, on on the the issues with true the, the pros and cons of true crime podcasting. I think it's a very interesting genre because it permits you to, expre- to explore things and to express things which can't be expressed mm. in, in, other, in other media and possibly in television, but certainly in, uh, on the radio it's, it's probably easier to do that and it's also less expensive, so it can be done um, more. I mean, there is then the issue of does that prejudge a trial that might occur? Um, but what it certainly does is get people more interested in digging up things which may may never have been resolved. I think we have more appetite for... We certainly have more appetite for listening rather than reading, uh, I think, in, in true crime. But that said, you know, we published... A lot of true crime is published, and that's also that's also read.
0: I sit with my... Uh, or oh, I stand with my feet in both camps, and I've, all I can say is that they're just an exciting way to explore and to get involved in stories. I am speaking with Catherine Depelieu-Ménager. She is the artistic director of the Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival, which is happening across this weekend. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Before I let you go, we might might give people the details again. It is on at the State Library all weekend, and if anyone wants information or tickets, they can go to badsydney.com. That's right.
1: I should tell you there are a couple of sessions which are actually not at the State Library, but at the Pitt Street Uniting Church. There are big kind of mega-style sessions, and one of them is Val McDermid, the Scottish writer, Scottish Queen of Crime, in conversation with Michael Robotham, who's one of our Australian biggest crime writers. That's on Saturday and on Sunday, also at Pitt Street, is a great crime debate in the Fact of Strangers and Fiction that we've already touched on.
0: I feel like you know you've programmed an absolutely blockbuster festival when Val McDermott is kind of being mentioned right at the end. By the way, she is the star. <laughs> there is so much at this festival. Catherine, thank you so much for sharing it with
1: Not us. at all. Thank you very much for inviting me to talk to you.
0: That's it for this special bonus edition of the Great Conversations podcast on Sydney crime writing and the Ned Kelly Awards. Thank you to Catherine Depeluge-Ménager for joining me and uh, and discussing that wonderful festival that she has curated. Great Conversations is recorded on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at Sydney's 2SER Broadway Studios. The show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. To keep up with the latest in books, writing and literary culture, you can follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look for at 2SER, at Final Draft, 2SER. My name is Andrew Popel. I will be back next week with more Great Conversations from Final Draft. So till then, happy reading.